The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. All right. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to work with um, a wonderful woman named KL, a new friend of mine, a new person who has thrown her hat in the ring to do a little ogle session with me. So before we dive in, I just want to do a little centering for a moment. So let's just turn within. Let's just take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. And let's just release and let go of anything that is not supportive in the highest way. Let's just allow ourselves to drop all the way into the heart of the blessing of this moment so that we have bandwidth to behold the blessing. Let's just let everything else that is peripheral, anything that's tangential that's pulling on us let's just let it drop away into the nothingness from whence it came as we open up to the great blessing of this moment recognizing that we are in a unified field with all of life with all the love all the wisdom all the intelligence all the good all the guidance it's all here there's nothing missing from this moment. So we just allow ourselves to sync up our hearts, our minds, our spirits as much as possible so we can just be in in sync and trained with one another 
and recognizing that as one person ogles, we all ogle. We are all, we're doing this for each other. As one of us ogles, it's for all of us. So with this, I am just so grateful for this sacred one known as KL and knowing in advance that the solutions, the the relief, the insights she craves and seeks, they're already here within her. We're just simply removing the excess, maybe some of the 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 guiding or the guarding um, aspects, sort of like Michelangelo's sculpture of David. He just simply removed the excess marble that revealed the the masterpiece. So we're just removing the excess marble to reveal the masterpiece that is KL. And with this, I'm grateful, thankful, and so it is. Amen. A woman, a dreams, a KL. So let's get started. And if anyone's watching or listening and they're not familiar with the Ogle process, here's a quick little overview. This is a process that I use that I write about in my new book called uh, Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, The Art of Transforming the Tragic into Magic. And it's a formula that I've been developing over many years, probably close to 30 years. And some things have to get long and crazy before they can get really nice and elegant and tiny. So this is a, a short and sweet little five letter word oh gee a four letter word oh my goodness four letter word that is an acronym for the ways that we can transform the difficulties that we go through the pain um in other words transform the tragic into magic become an alchemy machine as it were so thank you kl for volunteering to share with us so let's start with the o o is for what's offensive what's kind of uh What's the, what's the thing? What's, what's on your heart? Um, so the, the, the energy that, that came through for me is this, um, this need for being rescued. Mm -hmm. mm. And I don't know where that comes from. Mm. Okay. Can you say anything more about um, what let's we're in the offensive part. So where does that hurt you? Where does that show up? Where do you notice that? I believe it's in my heart. Mm. Yeah. So give me a, if you can give me a situation where that was bothersome because some people might think, oh, I need to be rescued, like the kind of the Scarlett O'Hara syndrome, like it's just fine. Everybody needs to come and rescue me. There's nothing necessarily inherently offensive about needing to be rescued. So what is it? What is how does that show up for you? Um, I feel like it's disempowering to have okay. that mm. feeling in and I know as spiritual beings, we are whole unto mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so for me to feel like, cause it's like this, where's the knight? Where's the guy that's gonna 
you know, where's, mm. where's the Richard gear to my Julia Roberts, right? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> okay, pretty woman. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I had a dream about it and it's just... What was the dream? Um, the dream was kind of weird. And I, I did write it down a little bit so I can, I can read it, but it was like, I had this casual secretive relationship with a guy that I really liked. We were friends, we had sex, had a connection. Um, there's this scene outside where we're like all walking in the street, uh, you know, obviously maybe I, I'm younger. Um, I was out with a group of like mutual friends and one of the one of the other guys in the group like put his arm around me we were walking and talking and then my guy pulls me over you know and it was almost like and puts his arm around me it was almost like the first time that mm. you know it was known that we were we were a thing and um yeah and you know of course it made me smile it made me feel special it was like oh we're in the open now you know it was like this is great and then it was like cut to the next scene all of a sudden i'm in a grocery store mm -hmm. there, there's like a girl from my work there um at the meat counter and mm. um, and she was she was jealous of me because these scriptures when, mm. I don't know what they were, started to happen around me symbolically with food. And scriptures I, as in from the Bible? I have no idea. I okay. didn't know in the dream. Okay. And I still don't know. But they were around me and it was like other patrons, um, you know, saw this. And it's funny because I remember saying in the dream that... I used to not eat much meat, but I guess I have to start. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And, and then it was like patrons of the store, you know, they started seeing like this colored gases around and like I was being targeted. Mm. I don't know how, but I was being targeted. So they started to try to like avoid me, like, you know, me and my cart going along the store. And then, um, there was like, I tried to remove some things from my cart, but then people started to put it back in my cart, like with this hmm. malicious intent. Hmm. And, uh, and then I was taken away by some authorities and I, wow. and I ended up in a dark room, wherever that was and cut to the next scene. My guy was talking to a friend and she told him that I was not coming back and she was visibly upset and that I had been taken away. And my, that friend, you know, she was crying and it was obvious by his reaction, my guy's reaction, that he was gonna go after me. Mm. And then I woke up, but it was a really good feeling when that acknowledgement it was like mm -hmm. i'm in the dark space mm. you know but i'm gonna be rescued my mm. guys rescue me you know right oh wow okay so this is this is kind of a double whammy we're gonna do sort of a dream 
and we're going to do an ogle that's like waking dream and um and sleeping dream very cool who okay so the it i mean the way that you talk about this though it doesn't see it seems like the the disempowering part kind of comes from the mind like it the way you just talked about it like he's gonna rescue me there's it's there's a there's sort of a cognitive dissonance here like i don't want this i don't want to need this i don't want to like this and yet ooh, you know so where's the pain i'm not quite feeling the pain of this except in the grocery store where there's this i'm going to be caught something bad's happening i'm trying to get rid of stuff um and they're putting stuff in my cart and there's that kind of oh no that's kind of feels like some of the pain but so do you is that is that part of it or is there something else that is the painful part of the offensive part the waking offensive part for me is probably that I feel like I, you know, I am a strong person mm -hmm. and I, there may, maybe there's some limiting belief or something in there that, um, it makes you weak to need a guy. Okay. You know? All right. And I think that's where I get tripped up on it is okay. Why. That last, that last thing, it's a limiting belief to think that you need a guy. And then the last thing you said was? Just why, you know, like. Why? Why is it that I would okay. need that? Because I'm quite content on my own. Okay. Okay. All right. This is wonderful. So I'm just going to interview you and then I'm going to kind of throw in some things every once in a while and then I'll wrap it up at the end. But let's go to the g let's go to what's good about this offense about the feeling the need to be rescued what what's good about this whole thing what's good about it being offensive to you what's good if we're looking for the g here what's good about it is it's almost like i crave this pure relationship of this safety like it's it's um somebody that sees you and is going to rescue you from whatever it is whether it's a dark room or mm -hmm. what and mm -hmm. and that feeling on it's like a double double-sided coin because mm -hmm. it does feel good on a certain aspect of it you know yeah yeah can you can you see what the good part is like where where in your psyche or where in your being is is that good it's it's again it's in my heart it's in your heart yeah interesting interesting okay so um anything else that you see is is good here i mean there's definitely with vulnerability which uh -huh. can be a good thing yep with sharing an experience with another person right sharing experience with another person and vulnerability is a good thing yeah very good yeah exactly it seems like what you're saying is what you're piecing out here 
is there's a good part in this in this wanting to be rescued that maybe is like the baby that doesn't that shouldn't get thrown out with the bathwater but but there is some dirty bathwater that may be just dirty conditioning so like you need a man versus wouldn't it be nice as icing on my cake to have somebody strong and capable who really loves me enough that he would show up for me in a moment of, I mean, of course we can't, we're not all powerful. We're powerful beings, but we, we don't always have a 360 view, but to have somebody that, that sees what you can't see, that's willing to step in and help. That's kind of juicy. That's really good. I would also want to add another G for good here. I think it's good to even going back to the very beginning to go to look at it's good to be offended by wanting to be rescued in that there's some conditioning that's saying don't lean too hard on somebody or don't condition yourself to play weak you're stronger than that so wake up wake up out of that daydream so there's something that's inherent in the discomfort of having that belief that's also very good it's good to have the belief i need to be rescued to a certain degree and it's good to have the belief if i don't want to need to be rescued so all of these things are pointing pointing somewhere that i think is really good okay so let's move on unless you see another g what's good about this no okay let's go into the looking glass so in the looking glass this is where you're looking at yourself how am i the rescuer how might i be either being a the the one who's diminishing your power and maybe so it's not necessarily the culture it's not necessarily anyone else that's telling you this but how am i setting myself up to need to be rescued and also how am i the rescuer there's a couple things in the in the looking glass so what do you see in the looking glass i definitely can see that i can be the one to rescue myself that yeah. because there's so many times where we can look to another person to fulfill all these needs and i just don't agree with that how can one person possibly ever do that right and it, it's like my my connection with spirit with myself opening up and realizing that and then yeah getting removing any kind of programming you know just over the years or whatever or any kind of bad relationship that that made me think of something or, or even childhood witnessing parents or you know there's so many things that that i could i see in there that could be relating to this like this need in a bad way you know mm -hmm. mm. i love what you just said about kind of releasing the conditioning. I think there's something, This there's a, a quote that has been really working on me lately and it's um, 
something like the Gulf screen, the Gulf stream can flow through the straw, given the straw is aligned to the Gulf stream and not at cross purposes with it. So you as a healer, as a Reiki practitioner, as a, like, as a loving being that wants to be like to the joy is when the Gulf stream is moving through no matter what that is, that's like the loving energy. And so the goal is to get whatever is it cross purposes with that flow. So what is that conditioning? And some of the conditioning, I'm so, so I'm curious about who was KL before she was conditioned. What is what that I believe that part of you is still intact, just like it's intact in all of us. It's underneath the conditioning, still there, still beautiful, still buoyant, still precious. And but I'm curious about what her pleasure principle is, the KL that's under all that marble. Do you get a sense of what her point of view is about needing to be rescued? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. self my inner child you know yeah. like even even my younger self before like a breakup with a first love where you're yeah. you've got such hope and you've yeah. got these ideas and this innocence about what this love is going to be mm -hmm. and then over the years it gets tainted right and right. so yeah I think that prior me, younger me saw like a partnership or, or love, like 
this wonderful cherry on top. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I love that. The cherry on top, not the whole cake. Right, right. Right. It's this wonderful thing that's like this extra little, mmm, isn't that sweet? Yes. But you're not empty without it. No. If the cherry was taken off the cake, there would still be a luscious, delicious cake. Yeah. Ooh. I think she's got it going on. I want to just throw in another couple of looking glass thoughts. So you occur to me as so strong, even your voice, there's this confidence that comes through your voice. There's, there's this boldness and this power, even the fact that you'd be willing to do this with me today and to have it be a public thing is bold and courageous and like i mean you feel like if i was gonna if there was ever gonna be a zombie apocalypse i'd want you to be with me like you feel strong capable amazing so you feel like you've got like you like you could also very much be the rescuer in in life i could see people leaning on you coming to you for their sustenance and for their validation. And so are you resonating with any of that? Do you see? Yes, totally. And um, I had my power taken away from a relationship. And I think that that may lead to it because what you're getting now mm. is you know, a, a, over a year of getting back to KL. Great, great. And whereas that relationship, it took me away and I, I lost who I was. I couldn't feel anything and it was just completely disempowering. Mm. And maybe this is coming up because as an empath and a highly sensitive person too, mm -hmm. it's important to maintain who you are when you are in a relationship. And I, yeah. it's been very difficult for me to do that. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe part of that looking glass um, or just mm -hmm. if, if I need someone and, and yeah. I get together, what if I lose myself again? Oh, well, well articulated beautiful beautiful so may i throw in a couple thoughts so i can totally relate so i'm in the looking glass with you by the way and and i've been in relationships in the past that have been really strong and powerful where i felt my power leak out of me so i know this place and other and not just relationships but circumstances situations that i just gave myself to and then felt diminished as a result and one thing i know is just as i said earlier there's that little part of ourselves that is whole perfect and complete that is always intact no matter what has gone on and that part is still there she's resilient he's resilient that energy is still there so that there's that saying in the bible all the years the locusts have eaten are given back so we get it we get it back it's never truly lost but 
there is that feeling of diminishment, that feeling of having the, the air sucked out and this feeling of a lack of trust in self and in others, because how did we get into this place? It was love that got us here. And so what, am I not supposed to love? Am I, oh my God, I must be fundamentally flawed. I must be broken. But in some way, what, go ahead. What was that? You were connecting. Oh, no, that. I'm just, I, I'm just, you're, you're spot on. So. Okay. So one of the things that I'm very aware of is it's part of what we, I believe we come here to do is to have these moments of diminished power so that when we get it back, we, we get it back and we appreciate it. It's kind of like that Joni Mitchell song. Don't it always seem to go. We don't know what we got till it's gone. <laughs> so it's, we just kind of give it away. And then we're like, Oh God, I needed that. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. I'm not doing that again. I'm going to, I know better now. So we learn to trust ourselves a little bit better so that we learn to rescue ourselves a little bit better than before. And we can spot those, those relationships coming the next time. So I, I would imagine part of a crisis is a terrible thing to waste is that we don't want to not think about that. We want to look at what happened and what were those telltale signs? What were those red flags? And I want to make sure I recognize those so that history doesn't have to repeat itself in quite the same way. But ultimately, how wonderful that it brought this powerful, powerful, powerful being called KL into such a humble state where in spite of this incredible power, there's also this incredible humility and even this false belief, I need to be rescued now. It's kind of precious. It's kind of, it kind of makes for a really good story because it's all about the hero being powerful, losing their power and then getting it back and having this and, and then being able to tell other people how to do it themselves. So that's part of what's going on in this looking glass. And, and I would also, so from the dream perspective, the, in the grocery store, there's, there's the kind of these, these people that aren't, so I've got this full cart of groceries, right? If it's my dream. And then uh, at first I felt special being kind of with my arms around this guy in the earlier dream, but now I'm in this store and it's a little hostile and I'm so, my perspective on that is I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm shopping for sustenance for myself, but maybe I've got too much. So maybe I need to get rid of some of it so that I'm not in trouble. I don't, it's almost like I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to get it going to get in trouble by these people that are going to see that I've got too much. I'm trying to get rid of it, but they keep putting it back in my cart. Do you have a sense of what that's about? Is that on a different wavelength than I'm picking up on? The only thing I can think of that would potentially be relating to that would be, yeah. you know how sometimes you dim your glow because so many yes. people are negative and you yes. and like, you can't share, like there's certain people you can share it with and then other people are like, what are you so happy about? It could be something like that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you'll get thrown off the island if you're too happy and too full of your power. This is the game in life is what do we do? We are these infinitely powerful beings. And yet, perhaps in lifetimes past, we were sent to death for that. We were put at the stake. We, it wasn't safe to be in our full regalia, our full glory. So 
this lifetime, we said, oh, well, let's just come in with a tiny little piece of it and I'll be safe. I'll have enough so that I can breathe, but not much more than that because, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be called out. So this dream feels like this um, embarrassment of riches. Like I've got so much in my cart. Oh God, I need to get rid of it. And, <gasps> and then I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to be thrown away. Something bad's going to happen to me so that I need to get rescued. But what if everybody in the dream is an aspect of self? The one, the one that is trying to get rid of the groceries and the ones that are putting it back in kind of like, no, you're powerful. These groceries are yours. They belong to you, even though they seem like they're, they're, it's malicious. It's kind of like you need to come to terms with this full cart. You are full. And, and yeah, you might get arrested for it. So, so the goal to the one who much has been given, much is expected. We have to, just like driving a big semi truck, you've got to have some awareness with all this, this energy, this full cart. You've, it requires a lot of consciousness. What were you tapping into there? No, that that just makes so much sense about because I feel like I've got these polar polar opposites at times, and it's like no, it's okay to be this way, and then it's like no, but I shouldn't be this way, and then it's the shoulds, right? It's like stop with the shoulds, right? Exactly, stop shutting all over yourself, right? Exactly. So there's this whole perspective in Jungian psychology about the anima and the animus meaning that every we have we have both energies if for every woman there's this masculine aspect of our soul they would even say the soul is masculine and and we're always and the and for men it's they're always looking for their anima the the feminine aspect and when we find somebody that really reflects and outpictures our soul in that opposite energy, we fall in love with them. And we, it's like, you complete me like that Jerry Maguire thing. It's like, oh my God, I must have you. But according to the Jungian perspective, it's such, oh, and I'm covered in chills as I'm saying this, it's a recipe for disaster because we're looking in the mirror at ourselves. And so it's kind of like Narcissus, or the the one who falls into the pond because he's looking he's so in love with himself that he drowns we we have to recognize this is me and it's not as sexy it's not great romantic um songs and movies are not made of people realizing that they have it all in them it's a much sexier thing in our culture to think that there's a person out there that is going to fulfill us and we're half a self until we find them. That is on in every song, almost every movie, unless it's metaphysically oriented. So we, as, as women, especially, we really buy into this stuff and really, so some of that is, as you said, conditioning that needs to be, and it doesn't mean that there can't be sexy, awesome, hot romance when you realize that you're full and the man is going to be nothing more than the cherry on the on the cake. It can still be wonderful. It's just not you complete me. So let's take all of that into the E for elevate. So with all of this awareness, 
What are you going to do? What might shift? What might change? What are you going to do differently, KL, moving forward in your dating life and your exploration with regards to the issue of rescuing? Well, um, I have to share this with you. Uh, Please. As, as I go into that, um, because it's something, this energy has been something that I've been working through. And so it was a couple of days ago, I had that song pop in my head, Love 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 me like you do uh-huh okay. how's that go? love me like you do love me like you do okay. oh yeah uh-huh. um obviously and you know she's way awesome at singing it but so i hadn't heard that song in forever and usually like if i get something pop in my head um i think it's my guides or my inner self it's like hey so i listened to that song and i was like this is like even the video, I was like, is this like 50 shades of gray? Like, I don't know what the video was, <laughs> you know? And, and, um, and I was just like, okay, but I kept listening to it. And yes, maybe it's about romantic love, but the more I listened to it, I probably listened to it 20 times. I felt like this can be spirit love. Yeah. Like everything she's singing about and stuff. And so for me, you know, with the E and stuff, looking at it, it's like there's there's so much of love around. And when I can just keep tapped into that and realize that I rescue myself, um, you know, spirit does provide for my needs. And at some point, if it is a cherry on top man, then that will also be presented to me. But I'm not going to search out for it because just like I, I just, I was dancing to that song and it was, I was just felt like I was dancing with spirit. And it was just so amazing because I was like, you know, love me like you do. Wow. And I was just like, this is just, it was just amazing. It was an amazing experience. And so looking at this, and even though I have these, these thoughts of this is disempowering, you know, um, I want to work with myself and realize that all parts of me are accepted and loved and safe. Yes. And even that includes parts that I may go, you know, Oh, I, I'm stronger. You're like, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, a strong feminine. You're like, why? Well, that's a weak feminine, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's just judgment. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just um, something to look at. And, and just like what you brought up too is that's just back to my innocent love. And who's to say that one day I can't have that innocent love if it's for my highest good. Absolutely. Oh my God, I so love where you went with this. And it feels like as I'm imagining you dancing with that love me like you do energy, that dancing with spirit getting filled up in that way, you become like you started to literally glow as you were describing that becoming so attractive and imagining that wherever we're resonating is basically where we're gonna attract somebody it's where we attract life so we're going to attract a partner from that place so if you're coming from that place of fullness you're going to attract a partner that's also got a relative place of fullness with their spirit so they're not going to be looking to you as their their drug 
that better keep delivering because there's always diminishing returns whenever we expect somebody to give us that high it it's only good for the first few times and then it starts to diminish and then we need more and that's when all the drama kicks in but if they're full and you're full it's like love math equals it's one plus one equals 11 which is what it's all about, exponential love. And then you're not gonna fall in love, but you'll stand up in love and get to be that like Barbara, oh, I get the chills on this one. Barbara Marks Hubbard said, we become, instead of soulmates, we become whole mates. You're whole, I'm whole, and together we are like a whole of mirrors <laughs> or a whole have a whole lot of fun in that space. And I wanna add, one little piece. Alison Armstrong is somebody that I've interviewed on this show. She's written a book called The Queen's Code, and it's out now for audio. Um, it's newly released, and it's so good. And it's really an empowering partnership book because it's ultimately about become the queen version of yourself, not the damsel in distress, not the street urchin, like alms to the poor, but like we're like step into the queen aspect. So, so as to attract a king, so as to attract somebody of equal stature and that's where the work is. So I highly recommend her workshops, her book as well, just to kind of build up those queen muscles. But I think that little girl in you, that part of you that has never been hurt or harmed, she's she knows what she's doing. There's a pleasure principle guidance system at play that you are following. And I think something really wonderful is about to happen. So KL, thank you so much for ogling. I, I dub you an official alchemist ogler. Oh, blare the trumpets. <laughs> well done, honey. You're so, you're so welcome. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to border my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick and mortar retailer, then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash dreamwork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time, Remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams.
If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.